Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon, everybody. You're now live on the Middleman Radio. This is the Middleman Talk Show with your boy, Al. And this is Jen. And we have a special guest with us today. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everybody. I'm Cecilia. Hey, how is everybody? First off, Happy New Year. Happy Happy New Year. Year. Is this our first show of the new year? I think so. This is our first show live uh, for the new year since we have returned into 2021. And what a start to 2021 we have had thus far. I know. So many things. to be anything different. You know, the year didn't know it was ending. That's right. 2020 didn't know it was coming to an end, you know, like all of a sudden. In 2021, will be such a better place. I, I think we were, you know, kidding ourselves a little bit, and I guess this is a rude awakening. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think people thought that a magic wand was going to be waved and we was going to be able to get back to normal and uh, be able to gather with our family and friends and go to clubs and bars. No, still the the same. Stay safe and stay at home. Social distancing. <laughs> Yes. Now, have you guys been paying attention about the new strain that is now present in California and New York, um, the new strain of coronavirus um, that was present in the UK is now here in America. Uh, And, you know, I have in in my job, you know, I have staff across the country and I'm seeing that in Texas and a lot of the West Coast states um, are now starting the beginning processes of another shutdown. Are you guys seeing the same thing where you're at? We've seen uh, like the news and the reports on the news stream. We have been following it. Uh, we do try to um, check in on news around the world because, you know, it gives you a different point of view, right? Um, but I definitely saw something like this coming, man. Um, you know, um, I mean, look at what we've been doing, right? Uh, people still have been gathering in groups, right? Uh, no, 
I mean, a lot of people have not been following the restrictions. And, of course, you got state governors who have lifted a lot of the restrictions. So people have been going, you know, by their way, right? And the numbers have continued to grow. And, yes, this new strain has crept into the United States. And possibly, I mean, we may see more. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, while I've been, you know, trying to social distance and stay at home and bunker down, um, you know, before we get into into anything heavy today, Mm -hmm. um, I've been binge watching some TV uh, and I've been going through Facebook in the news. So what do you think about this rumor that Kanye West is dating (laughs) Jeffree Star? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not anybody who know Jeffree Star is a guy he's a famous makeup artist and a racist um, who likes to date black men uh, and it's been rumored that he and Kanye have had a tryst and you know how the internet likes to be a troll they found a couple years ago um, some tweets where Jeffree was like tweeting at Kanye it was like last night was so cool you know, thanks for the fun time um, from a couple years ago. And Jeffrey just moved out there to Wyoming where Kanye has taken up residence. I know you don't want to believe it. Look, 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 look. Um, We have known that Kanye has been experiencing different personalities over the last past, what, eight years or so? Um... I'm not going to say no or yes or deny right now, okay? We've seen stuff over the years that it just blew everybody's mind, right? Uh, but I'm not going to say this on my boy Kanye. Ain't no way. Now, possibly, you know, maybe some music or something. I don't know if, if the other guy do music or anything, but I don't know. But I'm not putting nothing as anybody right now. I can't. I can't say. Well, he didn't deny it. Well, Jeffree Star denied it after Kim. He used to be really good friends with Kim. And so he pitched a bit and he denied it, you know, after the rumors. But he did spark, (laughs) you know, the rumors up a little bit himself. So I don't know. It's 2021. I don't put anything past anyone. No. No. No, I don't. Um, But hey, man. Hey, 2020, Happy New Year to all our listeners of the Middleman Talk Show. We are back live. We really appreciate you guys for supporting us over the years. Uh, This show has been in existence since 2008. Um, Long time, man. And we've been pushing and, you know, some ups and downs and uh, had to take a few breaks. But, hey, we are here. We are live. We have a lot of things to discuss, especially this week in the news. I mean, this week has gave um, a lot of light to white privilege, white fragility. Um, let me see. Double standards. What are some other words that we can put in there? You know, you guys can just throw out there. I don't even know what to call it. I think um, <laughs> all of the above would be applicable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's all applicable well, no. I mean this this week you know well we've seen last year right the um, you know the governor of Wisconsin I mean Michigan um, the attempt to um, kidnap her and hold her for a trial and 
um, commit some type of tribunal, right? Um, and of course, on our previous shows, we have talked about these people are still planning, right? These people are still planning, as we saw, okay? Um, there have been pictures shown, right, of how they have marketed for this event, like to show up January 6th, 2021 in Washington. It's going to be wild. <laughs> it's going to be wild, right? Mm. They promoting it. Yeah, for the 17th. You know, if I had to say, if I had to sum it up, I guess, you know, in the words of Malcolm, I would say the chickens have came home to roost. Mm. Um, That's how I would sum this whole situation, you know, that's happening now in our country. Um, We're getting ready to talk about about the insurrection, um, about, you know, the double standards, all of that is the chickens have came home to roost. Mm Mm-hmm. So as today, we have been able to watch live these these acts on television, like live, like the acts of domestic terrorism on our nation's capital. Right, a display of white privilege was definitely presented by armed tr- armed Trump supporters who stormed the White House, where there was a lack of law enforcement to keep the members of our House and Senate safe. Now, as of today, five people have lost their lives because of the senseless act of homegrown terrorism. But as we saw last year during the Black Lives Matter protests, um, we saw that there were militarized uh, police, tanks everywhere, right? Pushing back, you know, five seconds, you know, steps five second movement right right you couldn't stand for you know five seconds like 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 you had to keep moving so we saw all of that so some of the things which we're going to discuss on today's show um are the thoughts on this event that happened this week and the particular uh events that may happen in the future right these people are still planning so we also want to discuss um like the double standards why wasn't the procedures that were put in place during the Black Lives Matter protests put in place at this Trump rally, right? Now that we have seen Facebook, Twitter, and other social media apps banning and censoring Trump and others, what does this mean for censorship? And are Trump supporters and voters, excuse me, really voting in their interests? And why do people's vote sometimes not align with their interests? And we also want to discuss what is next for the Republican Party. And will the next administration be able to get COVID under control? And will you take the vaccine? And also, what should this upcoming administration do to increase the trust in the American people? So we have a lot to unpack today. We definitely want to um, begin by discussing the events that happened this week. Uh, the phone lines are open. If you would like to get in on this discussion, you can dial 516-387-1542. You can press the number one on your phone and we will get to your comment. Um, but thoughts on the events that happened this week. Um, ladies, when you guys, what were you doing when you first saw these events unfold, because I was just getting off of virtual learning with my students, right? Uh, trying to eat something, you know, to put something back into my belly. And all of a sudden, I see people 
rushing the Capitol. So what was it like for you guys? Like, what what were you doing? Agree. I was watching um, the hearings, actually, and, you know, I don't think it's, it's too much to keep reiterating that all of this is based on a big lie. You know, Trump keeps telling people, keeps insisting that he actually won, and then he has people on the House floor, on the Senate floor, objecting to Joe Biden because they think that Trump somehow also won. Ridiculous. Um, and, you know, to watch these things happen live and to wonder what is everybody else thinking? Because I am someone who knows that Joe Biden won the election in a very fair and square way and that this has been the most recounted election, hand-counted, everything. Shout out to Georgia. Three times. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, I'm watching this live, but for the Americans who watch Fox News, who watch Newsmax, what exactly are they seeing right now? And I think um, a lot of my response was was very much concerned that it wouldn't be over. Mm-mm. So for a lot of people, I think that like now people can see how crazy this is. Now people can see the impact. Now people can see the consequence. And my mind just kept going back to what is Fox News? What is Newsmax saying? Are they reporting this? Are they telling the truth or are they showing the pictures and speaking lies on top of it? And so I I was very concerned about what other people were seeing, even Mm. as I was seeing the live images. Jim? Um, I was actually watching, you know, all day, you know, in between meetings, I I was watching because I'm in Georgia and I wanted them to go ahead and call the Ossoff. So Warnock had already been called. And so I was patiently waiting for them to officially call the Ossoff race um, so we can celebrate and move on with life. Um, And I I was just sitting there and this, the story starts to unfold. Um, and I, I wasn't disheartened and I wasn't surprised, but I was just annoyed. I was annoyed at the people that I saw crouched down in the Capitol, um, senators, mm-hmm. Republican, Democrats alike, who have been complacent. Many of them, not all of them, but many of them have been complacent and many of them have responded lacklusterly. Is that the word to to the this president for the last four years? And now, as the chickens come home to roost, and these people were allowed to walk into the Capitol and wreak terror, um, they didn't. I just thought that these people don't have a right to be scared, and they don't have a right to cry because they allowed this to happen. And then the, on yeah. the other hand, I thought too as I watched it, what a inside job this must be. Because you know, I know we talked about this earlier, but you know, if anybody's you know, have attended an inauguration or anywhere in Washington or, or have been to D.C. and the president or vice president is in the vicinity, um, it is lockdown central. So it is beyond me how it even got this far and where is the secret service? Where are the guards? How did this even happen? Because the line of secession is the president, then the vice president, and then the speaker of the house. 
So you you have two people in the line of secession in the same building, and you have regular people walking off the street with weapons coming to the same building as them? How's that happen? Virginia, Virginia, these people said that they were only just trying to help, trying to make sure that the vote and the count was correct, make sure that there wasn't any fraud. That's what they were saying, Jen. If you do, you guys watch Fox News. Sometimes I watch just to see what the enemy is saying, right. um, but I can only tolerate it for a little bit. Um, <laughs> the way, and I, and I, I think the way that they portray the news is mm-hmm. crazy to me, yep. and they yep. help feed these lies. Um, I have not been on Parler ever before, or any right, of the other right wing social media sites, but. Imagine just like the Nazis in Germany, just like, you know, German citizens who were fed and fed and fed misinformation about Jewish people. They believe those things to be true. And so when you had mass murder of those people, it was justified in those people's minds because they had been been fed their truth and they thought it was justified. And this no different from what is happening right here in, on our shores. I, hey, um, I see we have a caller that wants to get in on the Middleman Talk Show. Um, getting out live with the Middleman. You have a comment? Uh, what's up, every? What's up, everybody? What's going on, Bill? Happy New Year, uh, Bill. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh, I feel like this is 2020 Part Two, but uh, yeah, you know. But I, I just, I just wanted to piggyback off of what uh, Jen said. Uh, I mean, you know, like this, this definitely seems like some type of uh inside gig uh you you have senators mm-hmm. that that's out here tweeting uh fundraiser campaigns during this during the 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 uh, whole charade i'm gonna say because i don't even want to call it what to call it because it, it it almost looks so staged and then i mean like i understand that this has happened don't get me wrong but i i'm i feel like in, in some type in some type of way republican senators knew what was coming they knew that this would come up because uh you heard what lizzie graham said in his speech uh right after they decided to take it back he said if i decide that i want to drag this on for a couple of more days just because i should have the right to do that we i understand that i can't change he said out his own mouth he understood he couldn't change the the outcome of the election but if he wanted to drag this out he could you know and the other republicans wanted to do it they could do it as well and then i also wanted to bring up another point like the fact that jan made jan was like you know with these with with nancy pelosi being in uh the line of secession why was I, I want to take it back just a little bit why was her house even vandalized aren't isn't someone supposed to be at her house at all times or you know money to her house of some sorts so how was her house even even able to be vandalized to this point where you know it, it, you know she she had she had these hate messages on her on, on her on her garage door of some sort but it's just a whole lot and and like Jen said the media is is really taking this story uh, and I mean, they're eating off of it. And some, if you turn to some news stations, you don't even see coronavirus right. nowhere on no, the screen. No, nowhere. It's nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I nowhere. mean, you know, like overall, that's the that's the bigger issue that we have right now. I understand we have a political party that's falling apart. Okay, I, I understand that's that's probably a problem that they got to deal with. Uh, but right now, uh, my people are suffering from the coronavirus, and that's something that's more important. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Bill. Um, thinking about the line of succession, I think, unfortunately, this is one of the issues that people have because, like, let's face it, Nancy Pelosi doesn't actually live at her house in San Francisco. She's always in, in Washington. Washington. And same mm-hmm. thing with right. Mitch McConnell. Yep. When they went to his house in Kentucky, mm-hmm. he obviously is not, <laughs> not there most of the Ooh. time. Um, and so I, I also want to agree with you on what you're saying about the media. That was my biggest my biggest um, complaint as I yelled at the television. And everybody is mad at Trump, which they should be because he did incite this. Everybody's mad at the um, Republicans in the Congress, which they should be um, because they went along with these lies. But I just don't feel like I'm seeing enough people say, well, there was a news media where the majority of Americans are getting their news from a source that is telling them that these things are true and they're not. And unless we fix that, then this problem is not going to go away. Because even today, the news coverage is about Twitter banning banning Donald Trump. That's the number Mm -hmm. one story on the conservative um, um, platform. And so if they're not even willing to talk about the issues that we have, and the real concerns, then I don't know how how we're going to solve them. And and again, why why is that even important? Okay, Twitter banned them, Facebook, it, it, you know, Instagram banned them. Like that's that's fine and all. I mean, you know, but that's something like like I think I heard. I can't remember her name. She's a reporter on MSNBC. You know, that's something they should have been done. This is something that should have happened four years ago. I mean, but you know, not to dwell on that too long. Like the issue at hand is like you know, another issue at hand. Let me say that is the, the injustice that you see. Uh, obviously, like we watch this whole thing hey, unfold online on TV, and and like n- these people oh, were hey, able to watch name? straight in. I'm telling. Oh, go ahead. Expecting some fireworks to happen. I just I was expecting it, and when nothing happened, I, I wasn't sure what to do. Jan, how are you feeling when 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 nothing happened? When nothing ha I, I I wasn't surprised. Um, it, it's just their same old, same old. And, and I wanted to touch on what you guys were talking about with the news. There, there was a wonderful documentary, um, and I know we have some more callers. There's some more. There was a wonderful documentary that happened on CNN, and it was talk. It covered about when the news became monetized. And how mm-hmm. dangerous and how people warned against that. And I think right. that we should really take a look at how we monetize our news. The news should be a sacred source. And many people mistake, even CNN, that is an opinionated show. <laughs> Most of those are opinionated shows that give their opinion about what is currently happening. It is not, C-SPAN is probably the most purest form of the news because it's just you know, what's happening. Uh, and we have to learn how to differentiate between the two. And I think it is a, we're at a very dangerous spot if we do not look at that very carefully because we see the repercussions of what's happening. Right. Let's bring in our next caller. All right, caller 675, area code. You're now live with the middleman. Introduce yourself, please. This is Steve in Indiana, ladies and gentlemen. One of your you local... Doing, Steve? Neighborhood out in Indiana. Up, I tell you one thing we do that's never talked about that we do need to get rid of too is uh, top secrets. So, uh, see what happens in this country is you'll you'll have corruption that goes on. They'll 
stamp this is top secret on it, and mm-hmm. because they stamp the top secret stamp on it, then anybody that speaks about it, it, it is a conspiracy theorist. And and the CIA created that term conspiracy theorist uh, back in the day to and but top secret when you when you designate knowledge as classified or top secret a lot of things go on in underground military bases for example and they'll stamp it okay this information is classified anybody that opens their mouth about this the government denies it it's classified so Steve guess what you're a conspiracy theorist and I tell people this all the time if the only truth comes from the mainstream media and your mainstream media gets bought out by Wall Street elites, then the Wall Street pretty much has you wrapped up like a Christmas present ready to be delivered to Santa Claus. Because top secret knowledge, a lot of corruption goes on and they just they just file it in the filing cabinet as top secret, classified Oh, this is national security, and it has absolutely nothing to do like the JFK assassination. I think they sealed the records for like 50 years or something like that. Uh, his autopsy report, things like that. A lot of evil goes on that just is just marked as classified, top secret, put in the shelf. Government denies it because they have the legal authority to deny it. We need to get rid of that. We need the American people. To just to just know what in the world is going on, all in these underground military bases, the American people need to know, and and then 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 the guys that work in the underground military bases, they're trying to tell leak information to the public to let the public know what's going on, but they're treated as uh uh you know they're treated as a, a different class of citizen because the mainstream media didn't acknowledge what they're talking about. That to me, that's a major threat in this country. We need to get rid of these top secret and these classified. We need to get rid of that system. What do you think about my comment? I appreciate well, your we, comment. How, uh, how do we do uh, that? Go ahead, Jen. Uh, how do we do that? Like, if I'm in the military and I broadcast, like, you know, what's going on in my operation and what I think with the internet and how the world has become so much smaller, how do I? That's a very thin line that I think that we haven't managed to learn how to navigate because we haven't learned how to navigate between, you know, what's too much information and what's not enough information. And how do we share without letting our enemies privy to what's going on, but still being transparent to our citizens? Well, that's another, uh, you know, question in which we brought up on the, you know, on the show today. So we saw that, um, you know, President Trump and some of his followers have been banned from Twitter, Facebook, and other social media apps, right? Um, so let's discuss, you know, censorship and, you know, that. So, I mean, how do we feel about that? I mean, you know, he was inciting a riot. Now, a lot of the things which he was saying was like against the rules of, you know, Twitter and Facebook, right? They have rules to you know, to uh, prevent people from causing, you know, um, you know, harm to others, um, you know, threats, things of that nature, right? Um, and we saw, you know, a, a lot of his followers do what? Follow suit with that. And so they took their conversation to another media outlet, which was Parler, right? Um, and it just blew up overnight, right? And this thing we saw was what? 
um, um, Google and Apple told Paula to uh, either monitor, you know, their uh, information and overload on their uh, apps or else, right? And they received what? The or else, meaning that Paula is no longer available uh, for download at this time. So what do you guys feel about that? Wow, this is a lot to unpack. Um, Thank you, Steve, for that comment. In general, with the censorship, um, let me take a really broad view. On the surface, I agree with Steve. Um, I think there there has to be a recognition that um, the American people deserve to know the truth about what their Mm -hmm. government is doing. Um, And I understand Jen's point about you know, how can we, who who has the ability or whose call is it to say what types of things are essential for American citizens to know and what types of things could put American um, citizens in danger when they know. And I think that this is um, the argument that's currently happening with Julian Assange. And um, I don't know why it's not talked about more in the media, but it's exactly this situation where you have people with military access or um, top secret access who share this information the only way they know how, um, mm-hmm. and their government essentially punishes them and you know uh, does this to them in order to scare other people from sharing that type of information. So yes, you don't want to you know um, share so much information so that it becomes a national security risk, but also without this information having been shared by Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, Chelsea Manning, then we wouldn't know about American war crimes. We wouldn't know about, you know, um, all of the surveillance that goes on. And so I think there's a real conversation that needs to be had. And I think it does fold into this conversation we're having about Facebook and Twitter and Big Mm -hmm. Tech, because if, where is the line drawn? So if, if they can say, well, now the president has said some things and now we're going to ban him, then who gets to control the rules under which we are banned? And I think that's mm. a, a valid argument that we have to have. Um, but I do think that they're within their right to ban Donald Trump or ban anybody who's it's their platform. Their rules. Right. But I think we do have to have a conversation about what those rules are, who mm-hmm. gets to make those rules, and are they being consistently applied? Do we all agree with those rules? Right. And I agree, too. I, I think you touched on a very valid point where at the root of this conversation, I think, you know, is is the Constitution, this whole, you know, I have the right, it's, it's the First Amendment right. And I think as we get new people and new blood into Congress, that our whole constitution needs to be looked at because there is no way whatsoever like in this world that the people who wrote that could have ever imagined uh, the internet or even imagined the, the world at, at how it is now. And right. so there are a lot of, you know, foundational laws that need to be rewritten and looked at because as I do believe, in a person's First Amendment right, I do not believe in First Amendment rights without responsibility. And that's what we're seeing with, you know, the the yeah. hatred across social media is like, what is that responsibility? What does that do? And like I said, I think a lot of times advertised news 
should not be something that is in the same sentence. I do not believe in advertisement monetizing our news. It shouldn't be. But also, I don't believe in state news. I don't believe in a government news where, you know, the government controls what we see either. But I also believe that um, outlets, news journalism should not be, pure journalism in the news should not be monetized. Yes, I agree. Um, You know, we definitely want the truth. We definitely want, you know, the meat of the story. Um, You know, we definitely want to hear um, what's really, really going on. Uh, The phone lines are open if you would like to get in on this conversation. The number to call in is 516-387-1542. Press the number one on your phone and we'll definitely get to your comment. Um, Great discussion we're having um, today. Uh, But definitely I agree with that. you know, peer journalism needs to, you know, be definitely in the forefront because the information in which we are receiving um, is through social media, right? It is through, um, you know, our devices in which we have. Um, what do you think um, Trump will do next since he has been banned from these social media apps? What do you think uh, he and his uh, followers are going to use this or going to do to get their information out? He's about to get paid. He's already said it. He's going to develop his own like social media network and get paid. It's all about the money for him. Even those rallies, he knows he's lost. He's you know, he knows all of that. I don't know now they say he's lost his mind. But before he knew all of that. It's all about the the donations that he was getting, you know, for mm-hmm. every one of those emails that he was sending out saying that the the election was robbed for him. They were also asking for campaign donations. He's going to have his own social media platform and he's about to get paid. I don't know. I don't know. I do think so prior to all of this, if this were last Sunday and we were talking, I would definitely be saying, I think he's either going to try to get a network buy a network, buy one that's already up and running, or maybe even become maybe a contributor on Fox News or something, have them pay him a salary. You think he's going back to Fox News? I think he could. I think they could offer him more The people money. who declared Joe Biden has won the election, his <laughs> favorite it's news channel? Money, green trumps everything. Mm. If it's about the money, then, then Fox News will have the resources to buy him out. They, right. I mean... Um, they will have the resources to. So yes, you think Rupert? Mer- so you think that. Rupert Murdoch is going to pay him? It's going. It's going to give him what he wants. And the time. That, that would be the best alternative because the other option is Trump consistently being an enemy to Fox News, and they don't mm. want that either. So I'd rather have you as my friend and my employees as my enemy, and they have the money. Right? Bill, you want to add on to this, brother? Yeah, I, th- I think I think he's probably gonna. Uh, I don't know if he's gonna go back to Fox News. I'm I'm just I'm a little I'm a little struck about that because, I mean, tr- Trump does. I mean, yes, we know he goes back on his word uh, a lot or whatever, but I, I think that the the overall. Like when you look at Fox News, you look at them as like the Republican network. That's who you can contact when you when you need or you can tune into when you need that that information. But I think that I think he's gonna go more to top towards the social media side of it, just because of the new RAM. Like I, I understand the news is there, but they like his supporters want news that they want. 
And so I think that putting that on a social media platform or in some type of app, I think that that would be best for him. I think that he thinks that would be best for him. Let me say that. And I, I do want to clarify, like that was my thought before this past week. Um, after this past week, I'm not sure that there is a future for Donald Trump. I mean, I, I know people think that he is the Teflon Don and that nothing can, can strike him. But really, after watching the international coverage um, of this event, and, and mm-hmm. I just do not see a viable way for, for him seriously. Now, he can be this French you know, guy in the corner, but I, I just don't see a, a viable path for him to continue to take up the type of oxygen where he has the type of influence um, that he does have. So let's talk about these these um, Trump voters, right? Um, and their interest in voting the way that they voted. Um, are their views really aligned with how they voted? Did they get what they wanted? I think that the, a lot of the Trump voters, and, and you know, I have friends. I, I have personal friends that voted for Donald Trump. And and my mm-hmm. question is always this, that how do you get around the craziness of it all? Like, how do you get around that? Like, what do you say to it? Like, I, I, I do not understand when, and most of the time it's not in their best interest. And I think there's a section of America, uh, especially in, in white America, I would say, is there's a section of America that, this president and people like it for for a long time people like Donald Trump make them feel like they are superior to to some people in this country that they view as lower and so they rather align with that than to align in their interests where of health care of you know minimum you know raising the minimum wage they would align with that than rather um feel like they're equal or below, you know, people of color in this country. And I think a lot of that is at its root. Very, very well said, Jen. I could not agree more. Um, Alan and I were having this conversation today, and I appreciate the question that he asked, because I think when we asked, um, are they voting in their best interest? Like, who am I to tell you what's in your interest? I, I don't know what's in your interest. So I think I think the question, did you get what you wanted, is the question to go go with and i think that will allow us to know what did you want when you when you voted for when you voted for donald trump when you came to the capitol wednesday what did you want and if we can get an honest reply to that then then we can have a way moving forward if 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 they wanted to change the election then i think we have a clear path for which would be um, prosecution because they did not just end up there on accident they wanted to go there to to overturn the election if if they voted for Donald Trump because they wanted to go back to the 1940s 50s 20s whenever they thought America was great you know then that gives us information about how to move forward um, when I think about them voting in their best interest and what Jen said about them wanting to remain superior, I think about desegregation and how a long time ago, if you were in school, you were on the basketball team, on the football team, 
you were number one, right? And mm-hmm. this may be really anecdotal, but after desegregation, now you have to compete. You have to compete with people who your parents and your grandparents told you were subhuman. You have to compete with people who your family told you, you know, had smaller brains than you or were um, coming from monkeys in the jungle. You have to compete with these people now. And on a daily basis, you are finding out that those things are not true. On a daily basis, you're competing for valedictorian against people of color. You're competing for MVP against people of color. And and to, to have that type of shift within a generation is probably traumatic. And yeah. I think that they are acting on that trauma. You know, it started with the participation trophy. Mm. They couldn't be DMP, mm. uh, MVP. They wanted to have some type of uh, participation trophy, some type of certificate to say that they are they are still still you know as as important as they as they once thought they were. Mm. And I think that we have to have a real conversation. Yeah. And in the black community, we need to recognize that there is real white fear. And if we don't recognize that, then we're going to keep being surprised by these people showing up at the courthouses and showing up at these different places trying to take over and trying to you know reverse the course of history. Yeah, I think they showed back up in Georgia. Um, they were down. Well, a few people were down at the state capitol in Jackson. City. Uh, I want to say there was another state uh, where they showed up. They also um, um, were able to barge in on a session in December over in Oregon. Um, I see we have another caller that wants to get in. Um, they had a comment on censorship. John, you're now live with the middleman. Hey, uh, I just wanted to say that I, I kind of agree with all the censorship. I mean, Trump should be censored. I mean, he, he's an idiot. He's crazy. In fact, everyone that says something good about Trump or the Republicans should all be censored. Only people that are black and democratic should be allowed to talk because we shouldn't be able to hear another point of view. We should only be able to hear one point of view, and that's the right point of view. That's the black person's point of view. I'm a black man living in two, uh, 2020 right now, and I've, I mean, everybody in my area is dying from COVID. I don't want to hear all this pro-talk that COVID is, uh, is not as bad as it is. We're, what are we, 4 million people died in this country already from COVID? About all my family has died from COVID already, you know? And I, I think... We shouldn't say pro things that COVID is not as bad as it is. What is it? Five billion people has died. I mean, four, five billion, five million people has died from COVID. Everyone's dying. Everybody is dying. It's really bad. We shouldn't hear any other point of view. We should hear one point of view, and that's COVID is bad. Cops are killing everybody, and Trump is a bad man. No one else should be allowed to talk. This Thank is not you, a free John, country. Thank you, for your uh, comment on the middleman show. Um, but um, a few corrections as far as uh, we know, it, uh, there's 4 million cases in the U.S. Um, with COVID and over 350,000 deaths in the U.S. currently um, with COVID. But definitely, John, we definitely appreciate your concern and your comment. Let's go to our next caller. I think this is uh, my guy, Oliver Johns. How, how are you doing, brother? Doing well, doing well. You know, uh, Jill Scott Heron said the America, the revolution will not be televised. You know, and mm-hmm. I think about that because the real revolution is not racial. You know, it's capitalistic. You know, and, and, and the class division in this country uh, is driven by that top 1% that controls the majority of the wealth. 
And they're orchestrating this whole, you know, lack of a better analogy, Broadway play. And so I think this is the opportune time. I think this is the conversation we as black folks need to have. This is the opportune time for us to finally make a decision that we're going to become self-sufficient as much as we possibly can and and coexist in America. You know, I was, um, you know, listening to Master P talk about, you know, buying Reebok. Uh, You know, major strides need to be made at this point to convince our masses, like Donald Trump convinced his masses, that with good leadership, we can rule our destiny. You know, and that's yet to be done. And I think that's where Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, uh, not get, gotten the traction that it eventually will get because we don't have that type of leadership or that type plan that the masses, regardless of education level, regard, regardless of economic status or lack thereof, can grasp a hold of, you know, to, to, you know, to get on board with. And so, you know, what happens in... D.C. is a culmination of what has been discussed, you know, in the Hun Lodge all the way to the all-white boardroom. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to maintain control of what we once controlled. And the desperate, you know, the white race is definitely desperate. Um, You know, we have made great strides, but I think, you know, I used to, um, last six months, I'm told he went into a nursing home a couple of weeks ago. He used to help take care of this 89 year old Korean War veteran. And when I first started sitting with him, you know, he would just look at me with just glee in his eyes and just say, you know, what about that black woman? Isn't she something? And it just took, took me aback at first because he worshiped what black women have for the future of not only our race, but of the world with this reverence that I've never seen a man, a black man, especially, you know, you know, just, just expound upon. And as time went on, as you know, the weeks and months went on, you know, I really got it, especially now looking at, you know, where we are now, but I really do feel black women are going to be the architect of how we capitalize on what we've been through and where we are now. And, you know, I'm really looking forward to that. But it was a question asked about what is Trump, what will happen to Trump after he leaves office? I think so many folks are going to be gunning at Trump that um, he's not going to be as powerful as a lot of us would suspect he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a black woman in New York, uh, you know, public. You know, if 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 uh, you know, public public lynching was still legal, that probably would satisfy her as the appropriate punishment for this guy. But um, I think um, there's some good prosecutors out there and some good investigators who are going to unravel, you know, uh, unravel all of the dirty deeds he's done. I think there's enough evidence out there to prosecute him. I think he will be prosecuted. I think the judges have shown that they're going to follow the law, follow the facts. So he's not going to be able to rely on, you know, 
Let me ask you this question, Oliver. Um, mm-hmm. Since she said something about you know being um, prosecuted uh, with the people that have been arrested thus far, which the number is uh, fifty-two um, as of right now, but last year um, in one month they arrested four hundred and twenty-seven um, people who were at the Black Lives Matter protest in D.C. Um, and on June 1st of that particular month, 289 people were booked. So you see how fast that they work in reference to the Black Lives Matter uh, protests and and what we saw this particular week. Um, with those who have made it back to their home states, um, them being arrested in their home states, would those charges still be as severe as if they were on um, federal ground or would charges be looked at differently um, in their home state? They're still charged federally. They're just held in whatever federal prison or jail that they have in their state. But they're charged federally. And what's dangerous about them being charged federally is that, which is almost better if they were charged on a state level, because Mm -hmm. since they're charged federally, the president can pardon them. So he's got what a good, how many days left? A good 10 days, 11 days left? He he can pardon them. He can pardon them and they'll be free. Well, he has the right to do that. Exactly. Exactly. And it's going to be a post. The investigation, the arrest, prosecutions, I think it's going to be a slow, long-out, drawn process. You know, I like Jim Jim Clyburn, Clyburn uh, made a statement, I believe, yesterday or the day before that maybe 100 days before uh, we present the impeachment, you know, to the Senate. Uh, you know, we all need to we all need to allow, not act, you know, in a rush and uh, allow this thing to unravel and get his cronies and those in power who can come to his rescue out of the way. And I think that's going mm-hmm. to be a good strategy going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I also wanted to um, touch on what Oliver said about um, our black community using this time to to gather ourselves and become self-sufficient. And I wanted to pose the question that we had posed about the Trump supporters to our own community. Um, Because as Oliver pointed out, have our community been voting in their best interest? That's right. Um, Because have we gotten all the things that uh, have been pointed out to be needs of our community? Um, And I think about uh, Oliver's comment about leadership. And, and to connect these things, you know, during the primary, there was um, uh, somebody running on the Democratic ticket who was offering all these things, um, <laughs> such as health care, such as the minimum um, $15 minimum wage. And um, that person was Bernie Sanders. And Reverend Barber, who is the head of the Poor People's Campaign, which we know was Martin Luther King's um, organization, uh had endorsed him. So I guess my question is, why weren't the black community ready then to mobilize, to, to mobilize. To get the things that they said they wanted? And and what makes it different now, or is it any different? Oh, because I definitely think it's because of the media attention. Yeah, I, uh, the the media attention that that, that that was received. Uh, look, look at look at if you can remember just a little bit. Uh, how how elections were handled when Obama first got in, well, his second term running, to when Hillary ran, to now. And I'm talking about social media-wise. 
uh, if you're looking at it from that standpoint, because a lot of a lot of people do campaign via social media, and then especially with COVID coming out now, you know, well, COVID, well, COVID's been around, you know, for a whole year now, but you know, with COVID being around, it has anted the the social media virtual realm uh, to to a whole different playing field now. So I, I think that when when we look at it, um, have we been voting in our best interest in some situations? Uh, I mean, this is this may be biased, and this is my own opinion, uh, but I mean, I think not, I, I, because in in not and I'm not just talking about us not voting at all, but I'm talking about in general about us voting for people that mean us good, like not just putting somebody in because oh we see another black like face, you know, mm-hmm. it, it, it's about putting those people in. That that's going to make that difference in that community. That's going to make that difference on that state level or that that federal level. Uh, so I mean, w- when we look at it, I think in um, going back to the previous question about you know the uh, the you know the monitoring that's on that's on social media, like that it, it's really hard. Like that's something you really have to look at because you try not to make social media about politics. But I mean, wholeheartedly, you know, one thing we got to give to Trump is the fact that he opened up a lot of wounds for us that were already open, but he just kind of revealed them. He, it's like he peeled the Band-Aid off of them and was like, here, I'm going to show the world. And I think that, you know, with, with what he's he's done over this time, he's even did it for social media and just showed us how, you know, how how crazy, I'm not going to even say crazy, but like how politicized you know, the social media realm has become in just this short, this short time while he's been in office. Mm. I'm glad this question was posed because I, in my opinion, I think that we as a people, and, I, and now I'm talking to my people, to the black people over here, <laughs> I'm talking about <laughs> us. I think that we have to take a hard look at ourselves. I think that we have to be careful even, you know, Martin Luther King was very tell, t- cautioned us about the dangers of the white liberal. And I think a lot of times with the Democratic Party, we hitch our ride to these, you know, so-called white liberals who, you know, condemn, you know, these acts of, you know, um, insurrection, like what happened in the Capitol, or they may even condemn, you know, situations like George Floyd. But when it comes to the real hardcore issues that are happening in our neighborhood, like King said, they reject it, and there's a firm and unequivocal, you know, just pushback on it, and where they really don't do anything, and we have to stop accepting it, and that's up to us. That's up to us to push these issues that are affecting our community. They love, you know, slapping, you know, um, what do you call it, prison reform, and, and that is needed. Don't get me wrong, I'm a, a huge advocate that we need prison reform, but there are a lot of other issues in our community that stretch way before for uh, prison reform or some of the cookie cutter, you know, uh, social media light issues that they can push for, like and pretend that they are with us, um, and we need to start demanding what's best for us in our community. And if we don't, we're still going to get the lackluster, lukewarm results that we have been getting um, since we've gotten in this country. Well, I think it's going to get. I, um, I have a question. You know, continued. Um, Progression, because we have a lot of, um, you know, people who are speaking out more, people are able to uh, share their own thoughts, you know, via social media, uh, who have those same concerns. We have seen, you know, Georgia, you know, flip the state, you know, that was, you know, something that we, uh, you know, at one point, we didn't know, right? But now we know it can happen. 
We, um, you know, Corey Bush, you know, won her election as well, and she has been very vocal. You know, Jamal um, uh, Bowman up in um, New York, you know. We have people that are out there that are speaking. We have the next generation that are coming up that will be speaking louder than them, that will be demanding better uh, for our uh, community. Um, our kids are growing to understand and, and um, uh, feel empathy for others. And so I do, I do feel that change will come. I do feel that progression towards the needs of all people will be um, you know, on the forefront and these things um, will, will turn. Um, Oliver, you had a comment? Yes. Well, it's more of a question. Do, do, do you all believe we'll ever have a leader that rises to, to the stature of Dr. King or Malcolm X who the entire race listens to and respects? Uh, I, I believe Barack Obama could step into that role, but I don't think that's, you know, I don't think that's, that's where his personality is or ever will be. But Without a single single leader who marches us through and across, you know, the success of the revolution line, do you do you think we can accomplish this in our lifetimes? You know what we envision to be black empowerment. I think I think we've already had that leader, uh, and the re- the reason I mean I don't I don't even want to give that title to Obama. And, and, and I'm sorry, like, I respect Obama. He did a lot of great things, you know, as a president. He is well-liked. Uh, but I, the reason I say that is because as of right now, what we see the world as won't be what the world sees itself as in 20, 30 years from now. Correct. So the history mm-hmm. books may see Obama as that Dr. King uh, in in the long run, you know. Uh, and, and the reason I say it's not that not not Obama to kick off is because uh, we we've had a lot of great leaders that go under the foreshadow. You know that I mean we gotta if you wanna if you wanna put it into broader perspective, you know we got a lot of Dr. Kings and 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 uh, Rosa Parks and and Sojourner uh, Truths. We got a bunch of those people running around here, uh, but they just don't because of the media and because of how we don't network with each other as as black people. People, we don't we don't see these people. We don't we don't see those 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 Malcolm X, those you know kind of kind of Rice. You know we don't see those type of people because we don't network with one another. So I I definitely think we'll see it in our lifetime. I don't see, think we'll see it in this generation. I think it will have to be from um, the younger generation. I listened to Marianne mm-hmm. Williamson not long ago, and she talked about how we have to put. Um, these people in context, how these are generations that watched on television as Kennedy was shot on television. They watched on right. TV as um, Kennedy's brother was shot. They watched as Malcolm X got shot. They watched as Martin Luther King, King got, got shot. shot. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, a lot of leaders today are still in that age range where there has got to be some type of PTSD from seeing your leader be executed on television. And I think that a little bit of that fear still lingers in terms of um, taking incremental approaches instead of breaking breaking the whole dam. And I think that um, this upcoming generation does not have that traumatic history. They have a different trauma, um, but not that particular one. And I think that will free them up to to say and do the things that need to be done. But 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 Afia, I got a question for you. Do you not feel like some of those same 
practice or I, I, I don't even want to call them traditions are being passed down because we see a lot of, we see a lot of what these um and I don't I don't want to stereotype it but it, it is I'm gonna call it what it is we see a lot of young 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 white males you know being groomed. this type of mentality yeah being groomed to to be you know exactly what's going on right now well well so well I mean, look like well look uh, um Bill Josh Hawley is a prime example of that and look what happened to him Ex- exactly in the last two days yeah. right so yeah people now are well will be possibly more cautious with who they deal with um i even saw let me um read this to you uh there's this um so i miss well yeah so uh andrew uh feinberg uh who is the uh chief content officer of uh forbes stating that if you are hiring kellyanne conway or anybody who has worked for trump um, he will assume and he will put out that everything about your company or firm is a lie. So these hmm. people have got a lot of work to do, like to even try to uh, improve their um, like their image because of who they work for, who they associated with. So I, I think we're going to see um, some more trickle effects where um, um, big companies, big donors move their monies around to other people. And possibly more re- resignations, right? <laughs> uh, well, oh, we will see. Look how brave they we are. Will <laughs> we will see. We will see. Look, 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 look. Mm-hmm. Benson Duvall's and uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, why, what's her name? I, I don't forget. know. Uh, but anyway, resigning don't count. You know, we 13, well, 13 days before uh, inauguration after all this stuff that went down, you didn't made your money. We gonna forget. Okay. They, they you know what that angers me about Trump the whole no Betsy DeVos thing? Like we're in the middle of COVID, you know, and you have schools across this country that are closing, and yes. you instead of sticking it out and coming up with a national plan to help states navigate through that, Nothing. you kowtow and you leave Damn. because you don't want it to be a stain on your political reputation. Damn. For what uh for whatever reason, yeah. but she don't. You, you're not doing the know. hard work. Wait, she don't know. She never. She y'all. never knew her job. Let me jump <laughs> in on both y'all. Jen, you're right. Like these people want praise, and they haven't done their yep. job this whole time. And while everybody is praising Mike Pence for not tearing up the Constitution, thank you, Mike Pence, for not throwing away the Constitution. Like, remember, Mike Pence is the current head of the t- Coronavirus Task Force. Ain't doing nothing. So where are we with that? And nobody is asking him any questions about that. He's been MIA since Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. These people do not get a cookie. And Lindsey Graham, whatever they got, they must have the most salacious, naked, salacious photo of him. Whatever they got of him, it is juicy because he, (laughs) his behavior is is crazy. He is weak. He, he likes to dance in the woods. That's all it is. He likes to dance in the woods <laughs> with the rest of them. It's whatever they got something on them. Because, you know, really, Lindsey Graham used to be a moderate. He really did used to be a moderate. And so I, whatever they have on him is bad. Because for him to turn around the way he did and totally go mm-hmm. under Trump's wing, you know, he's at fault too. 
And he's it. And you know so, what? Also, I blame the people of these states. Yeah. Kentucky. Yep. I'm sorry if you're listening for Kentucky. Mm-hmm. You, Mitch McConnell is your fault. South Carolina. Yep. Lindsey Graham is your fault. Yep. Ted Cruz. All of them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh. 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 Don't forget about Mississippi either. <laughs> we, we need all of them. Cindy uh, Highsmith. I don't think they have anything on Lindsey Graham. I think Lindsey Graham looked out and he saw who these people were. And he said, if I don't say these things, these people are not going to vote for me. He knows his voters better than we know his voters. He knows what they wanted to hear. That's why he said it. If he didn't think his voters were behind him, he wouldn't have said that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. He said the crazy stuff because he knew yeah. the crazy were ready to vote for him. So let me ask you guys this. Um, and I know we've um, went over time, but that's okay. Uh, what do you guys think is next for the Republican Party? Now, we've seen uh, a division within the Republican Party, you know, within the last, I don't know, um, since I guess they were running for office. You know, you got some, you know, some Republicans who supported the Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project put out, you know, commercials against President Trump. And these are Republican people, right? Uh, Republican voters, Republican supporters. So, what do you guys feel is going to happen to the Republican Party? They got some work to do, right? I think they're going to revert. They're going to be the same Republican Party. They're just going to take these people and put them back in the closet where they were before. It's not mm. like these people did not exist. They just weren't out running down the Capitol. So I think they're going to have to tr- try to find a way to take their constituents and put them back in the box. Hmm. Jen? I agree. I agree. I think, you know, I've noticed if anybody watched the Republican National Convention, they have really good, a really great marketing team. Um, And they have, you know, you got to give credit when credit's due. They'll rebrand themselves, you know, know, their poop. They, you know, their poop and they'll rebrand themselves is, is shine and they'll, you know, spit it right back out there, um, the same formula. And so I, I just, I, I don't have any faith in them, too. And then they're still, you know, there were young people at the Republican National Convention that were still carrying on these traditions, but they'll get yep. smarter. They'll get their own social media platform and they'll come back bigger and badder as ever. And let's not forget how many people voted for Donald Trump. All of those right. people, they're not watching the same outlets as us. They're still loyal. A lot of those people are still loyal to um, the Republican party, regardless of what's happened this week. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and they will continue to be self. And just so you guys know, Donald Trump had over 80 million followers on Twitter. So um, wherever he goes, I'm pretty sure they're going to follow. Uh, last question for today, and this is for all our listeners um, who are, um, have uh, joined with us and who are still live with us on the phone. Will you take the vaccine? Is that something in which you are interested in? No. Everybody uh, this is, let, hey, so let me know. Nah. Let, let me know where we at with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yes, hey. Oh, you will? I Bill, you said you will? I thought you No, nah, I Ooh. thought he, I was going to ask him what he said because I thought he was speaking in a different language. Oh. I don't know nothing about the vaccine. <laughs> Look, I got to wait. How long have people been taking a flu shot? 
they've been like really when I was little they didn't have the flu shot or I don't know my parents if they did my parents didn't give it to me I don't take the flu shot uh, just because I don't risk it I just I don't even though when you go to the doctor they act like you are like you know it's DEFCON 5 when you refuse it um, and then you know my I don't give it to my children they act like they gonna call CPS on me um, and I will not take this vaccine I, I just don't know that much about it I, I don't feel comfortable taking it yet um, Are you? what about you guys no listen i'll i'll for the history that i that i know the, the brief history no i'm I'm not doing it the, you know our people it it, you know <laughs> i'm hey, sorry i'm gonna find my way around it's against my religion i don't i don't think they can make it mandatory i think the most that they might be able to do is make it like compulsory for school mm-hmm. Um, but even then, we have so many waivers because this is America. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Right. This is America. Yeah. You don't have to take the vaccine if you don't want to. Right. Um, I do think, I'm not sure that the government, if the government wants to pe- people to take the vaccine, they are not doing a good job. Um, most people I know are very confused about how to even do it. Where do you go? What do you do? Do you need like an ID or a insurance card? What happens if you don't have those things? Um, I just think that if the government wanted people to take the vaccine, they should do a much better job of um, clearing up the public's confusion. Because hmm. I don't, I don't know of anybody who's very sure about well, the process. Say well, that again. We're going to take some time um, because we have experienced a whole entire year of misinformation. All right, so it's going to take well, at least three years to get the information correct to the ones who believed in the misinformation. Well, let me tell you, this right. was amazing to me. Like, you know, I've I've seen COVID tracers, you know, and I've seen system, the, the system, my, my sister, you know, she was doing like part-time COVID job, like just something to do on the side as a COVID tracer. Mm-hmm. It was kept on a spreadsheet. It's not even a national database even to keep all that on. And if Google can tell me that I bought, you know, yeah. what I bought at Walmart mm-hmm. and what I bought mm-hmm. at Kroger and mm-hmm. how much time that I spent mm-hmm. there um, and even well, every little step I take, I do not know why we can't have a national platform that tells me if I go into Walmart, there's 20 people in here that have been exposed to the coronavirus. It's I don't know. I don't. People are incompetent, Jen. Remember, I don't know if y'all remember, remember when uh, this man was doing daily press briefings and he said, we've talked to Google and they're going to create a computer program to help us trace. Did that happen? Remember yep. it happened. And then, and then remember. Google was like, what is he talking about? Exactly. <laughs> they didn't even know what he was talking about. Like, what? They had to Google that themselves. Like, what? Hey, but we had a great show today um, on the Middleman Talk Show. We definitely talked about the incident that occurred this particular week on uh, our nation's capital, this domestic terrorism that happened, a display of white privilege, white fragility uh, that was done to our nation's capital. Uh, We definitely want to um, thank all our callers and listeners who tuned in to today's show. We had a great discussion. Um, You can definitely go back and listen to this show if you have the podcast app on your iPhone or Android. You can just search The Middleman Talk Show and add us 
add us to your podcast list. You can go back and, and shout out to our beautiful show. co-host too. I'm gonna interrupt yeah. you. I want to say I hope she comes back. It was so fun having an, another girl. Usually it's Al and Kev ganging up on me. I feel oh, being up, so it's okay. nice to have a little black girl magic on the show today. It was nice to be able to agree with you in real time and not just yell at my phone. <laughs> hey, well, look, I appreciate my lovely wife for joining our show today. Um, yes. The Middleman Talk Show, um, we definitely appreciate, like I said, all our listeners and, and everyone who has downloaded um, you know, and added our show to their podcast list. Like I said, the Middleman Talk Show is on every podcast app everywhere. It's on iTunes as well. You can listen to all our show dating back to 2009. Um, and hey, tell us what you think. Laugh, you know, take notes, come back, enjoy with us next time. We will have a great show planned for you guys next week. And um, go to webuyblack.com and buy some. You know what I'm saying? Support your black businesses everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Uh, shout outs to our guy, Bill, from Hear Me Out. You can definitely check him out on uh, Facebook as well. It's Hear Me Out. You can look um, um, them up on Facebook. And uh, Bill, you got anything you want to uh, add about Hear Me Out? Uh, nah, man, definitely head over to Hear Me Out. Uh, we got a Twitter page as well at Hear Me Out. Uh, you can join us there. Uh, we're not doing any shows right now, but you can always go back and watch some of our old content. Uh, we'll be back February 1 with some new content for you all. What's up? Appreciate right, you, man. Hey, we are out, man. I appreciate everybody. Hey, tune in next week to the Middleman Talk Show. We out. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.